Ready for this? Yeah. Do we hay into this or just, we just No, we don't hay in this one. We just we just start talking. We just we, we keep we keep it going. This is Asinine this Radio. Is Asinine Radio. This is the this final is. week of November. Well, no, it's not the final week. This is the fourth week. Or how many weeks are? I don't well, know. This how will many be our final podcast episode for November. For November, more correct. than likely. So, that's true. Today we have our fearless beer review. Then we have our songs of the week, and then we're gonna round out the episode with some new music and other happenings in the music world. But before we do that, go onto iTunes, rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media, Asinine Radio. Check us out there. Uh, now let's just get into our fearless beer review, Jeff. And what do we got? We got we got a, a double whammy. Yeah, yeah, we, we do have a double whammy. This will be our final. I'm super stoked about this because this is our final week of doing the BJ's beers. It's been a long time coming. Yeah, we actually decided... We almost went for three in one day, but one of them we couldn't get, so we're only going to do two. So, But the one we're not going to do today is the PM Porter. Yeah, because they won't sell it to us. We won't, which is bizarre because I got the other stout, the Tatanka. Tatanka. Yeah, Tatanka, the other nitro. But, I mean, I drank that like the same day, so that's mm. a little bit different. But yeah, yeah, as I was, I mean, so we're not doing the PM Porter, so we're only going to do the Light Switch Lager and the Nutty Brunette today. But I got two yes, Crowlers, sir. and I think these are 32 ounces, so that's like 64 ounces of beer that we are going to yeah, get through I today. Yeah, I got, I did find out that they do sell 32 ounce Growlers instead of 64, so that was a plus for me. Um, so I didn't have to drink, you know, the math is hard, but 128 ounces of beer um, during the pod, so pretty stoked about that but yeah so we have Wait, the bj's light switch hold what? on a second you said the 32 what? ounce crowlers be at the drink but you, you only have to drink under 28 ounces on the pod no i said i don't have to have the i don't have to buy the 64 ounce i didn't even say that i was just kind of talking just kind okay. of seeing where where the the day was leading me there, gotcha but all right all right all yeah right, all i right. wasn't really making any sense but that's fine that's why i'm here no <laughs> <laughs> call me out on my bullshit yes <laughs> to point out your flaws and make fun of you for them. Yes, exactly. That's what we do. So the uh, the light switch lager, that's what we got here. Uh, light switch lager is BJ's original light beer. It's comparable in calories to other light beers at just 140 calories per pint. Brewed with the highest quality malted barley and wheat without any rice or corn. We use German Hallertau hops for their pleasant aroma and balance the mild malt flavor with the clean, dry finish. The end result is a fresh and flavorful light beer with refreshing and smooth drinkability. Uh, wow, it's really low. The IBU is 3.5. And uh, the alcohol percentage. Oh, I'm sorry. The ABV. Woo, I can't even. Are you drinking today. already? No, I have not had anything. Um, the ABV yeah, is 3.5 <laughs> and the IBU is 16. Because reading's hard. Yes. Um, so let's open the light switch. I don't know which one is the light switch. I think because they're both the same color. They didn't write it on the label? No. Oh, this one's lighted. I could actually see through this one. Oh, you have a bit. growler. That's right. Yeah, they're dark and you can't see in them. I will really pull yours well. first and then I'll open mine as you figure out which one it is. Oh, no, I, I know which one it is. I'm opening oh, okay. the light switch one right now. So here we go. You opening yours? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good squishy. 
I'm yeah. not going to pour this one into a glass. I'm just going to taste this with my mouth. Well, I'm pouring this one into a glass. With my mouthers. <laughs> yeah, this is comparable to other light beers. And I just kind of looked up various light beers. So Coors Light is about 110 calories. Because the light switch said it was 140. Uh, yeah. Corona Light is 90, like 96 calories. Heineken Light is like 95 calories. So I don't know if this is quite that comparable. Yeah. It's Yeah, it's really not. But it, it looks like almost like water. Oh, yeah. It's very clear. It's very, very clear. I've never had this. Have you had this one before? I don't think so. All right. You ready for this? I am. Okay, here we go. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, it's actually not bad. It tastes it tastes a lot like a Coors Light, but it has it has that that dry that dry finish that uh, Coors Light has. Yeah, but it's not it's not like kind of gross like Coors Light is. Coors Light's good, but this is better than Coors Light. It's good. I would it's say good, good, I would good. I would say like I'll, like basic Coors Light. Yeah, this is better. This ain't yeah, bad. That's good. No, not bad at all. I'm, I'd give this one a solid two. Solid, solid two. If I'll, you don't, if you're... What? I would probably give it a two as well. Yeah. And if you're unaware of our, our point system, three is a perfect beer. Two is a good beer. One is a bad beer, but you should le- at least try it. And zero is just, you know, it should burn in hell for all eternity because it's so so bad. Um, almost, but almost yeah, solid two, too. solid two. See, I don't, I don't taste the sweetness. I just taste the dryness similar to the Coors. I'm yeah, I'm, I'm I'm getting a little sweet there on the end. That's good though. Solid. Solid beer. All right. Let's now move for on the big one. To the final one, the Nutty Brunette. The Nutty Brunette is an um, is an American style brown ale. A blend of four different dark malts contributes to a flavor profile that is sweet with nutty notes. A healthy dose of hops makes this beer hoppier and more balanced than most English brown ales. Uh, the ABV is 5.9% and the IBU is 30. So let's open this, let's open this puppy up. <laughs> Wait, oh, I got to get it. I got to get it out. Hold on. <laughs> oh, my God. You it's, take forever. It's still in my lunchbox. Oh, now I'm panicking. Okay, I'm ready. Oh, God. Okay. Oh, God. You have no oh there it is. That is did you smell it? Yeah, it smells good. It smells like fucking coffee. Yeah, it smells good. That's what I said. Uh, no, this looks this is dark. This is gross. I actually have had the nutty brunette before. But a, like years and years and years ago. Good pores only. Good pores yeah. only. Oh god, it smells like coffee. It's gross. Okay. You ready? I don't think it's that strong, but... Yeah, it's strong. Okay. Okay. It's like drinking straight... It's cold coffee. It's That's cold pretty brew. good. <laughs> That's what that is. It's cold <laughs> brew. Oh, man. There's other things in there. I'm getting a little bit of like... There's chocolate in there. Yeah, like chocolate sure. or caramel or something. Yeah, I could taste the caramel too. But yeah, that's yeah, definitely... That's, uh, that's straight cold brew right there. <laughs> That's that's good. So I, I I also read up a little bit about these types of beers because mm-hmm. I I know we had um, the whole nitro thing. We th- they wouldn't put it in a growler and we didn't really know why. And so I did read up on why they won't do it. 
or why they try not to do it is is because like, yeah. the, the nitrogen bubbles are smaller than the carbon dioxide bubbles. Okay. And so when mixed with liquid, I guess it mixes faster and, and depletes its pizzazz a lot faster than carbon dioxide does, which is why they won't fill it in in growlers. Oh. That's interesting. But there then I also, I also, I also got to, I also got to look in like what the difference is between porters and stouts, mm-hmm. and everything I've read says that basically they're pretty interchangeable. Like there's oh, no really? real difference, other than the fact there's... that like stouts are supposed to be creamier, kind of, and a little bit sweeter and higher in alcohol content, mm-hmm. whereas porters usually would be like roasted and 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 kind of have like a darker taste to them but other than that they're they're pretty interchangeable that's good to know yeah i i always i always imagine stouts to be like creamier and maltier than uh than porters porters always seem like they were easier to drink but but the nunny brunette's an american an american uh brown ale which is single similar to english brown ales but a little more complex a little more bite in the hops department okay and again this is another one that the de- definition of determining whether or not it's an American brown ale is pretty ambiguous. Compared to like a stout and a porter? I mean, th- that 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 also is, I mean, there's no real rules for those, but also with the yeah. American brown ale. And, and it seems to be like the, uh, well, I think the English, I, I don't actually look up the English brown ale, but I think the English brown ale has a set of guidelines to help you figure out whether or not it is an English brown ale, but the American brown ale is just completely up in the air. So, yeah. That's a little, so also, a little history on, for you. On the BJ's website, it does say this about the Nutty Brunette. The delightfully nutty flavor of BJ's Nutty Brunette isn't the only reason for its name. It was named after a bartender who is known for her bubbly personality and penchant for jokes. She thought that the beer was a lot like her, brunette, and a little nutty. I said nutty weird, but nutty. Uh, that's kind of cool. I mean, uh, this like really popular beer is named after you. That's I actually rad. dislike that. I think oh, that's stupid. No fun. I don't. No fun. First of all, nobody calls somebody nutty. <laughs> like what? That's stupid. That's dumb. That's dumb. <laughs> it's dumb. It's stupid. Nobody it's dumb. Said, hey, you're, dumb. you're nutty. <laughs> what is this, like the three students <laughs> or something? Like nobody says that. That's stupid. <laughs> It also says that the Nutty Brunette pairs well with Black and Blue Houseburger, or the Black and Blue Houseburger, the Creamy Couscous Mac and Cheese, and the Baby Back Pork Ribs. The full rack, not the half rack. Only the full rack. Does it specifically say the full rack? It's It says full at the end, yeah. Fucking pirates <laughs> trying to squeeze all every dime they can. Uh, you know, other food the, PJ's has that is really, really good is their tortilla soup. The tortilla soup never is had really it. good. I've never had it there. I've never really been a huge fan of tortilla soup, but oh, it's good there. It's uh, a good the DJ's light switch. Soup. It's a what? It's a good entry tortilla soup to get you into the in the tortilla soup realm, into that world, mm-hmm. the unexplored world. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, the light switch it says goes well with the enlightened lemon thyme chicken, the uh, as well as the enlightened kale and roasted Brussels sprout salad, and the enlightened seared ahi salad. Uh, yeah, the, just most of that looks really gross. So <laughs> there you go. Um, neither of these beers I'll probably ever have again because BJ's has so many great beers and I'll never have these again. But this Nutty Burdette, it 
it tastes better the more I drink it, though. So that's kind of good. I would choose Nutty Brunette over the Stout. Yeah, same and here. the Nutty Brunette is probably like top three BJ's beers for me. The Stout is? No, the Nutty Brunette. Or the Nutty. Because it's so oh, nutty. Here. <laughs> so what do you got for your backies? I don't have any backies. It's sixty-four ounces oh, that's of beer right. yeah, I'm about to drink. <laughs> like what is I'm sure I'm sharing this with Mike, so I'm I only took maybe like a six ounce pour of the nutty brunette and then I put like a sixteen ounce pour of uh the light switch. So the rest I'm giving to Mike. Oh, so. okay. So yeah, I mean yeah, yeah. You, you got room for so, it. my backies though. I I tried to keep a can of every uh of every BJ's beer that I bought. So I have a can of the committed double IPA can of the Piranha Pale Ale, a can of the Hop Storm, a can of the Jeremiah Red, and a can of the Harvest Hef. Damn. So I have I can I can explore the the fine the fine realm of beer styles on today's pod. Perfect. You can drink all five of those? Hell no. Why not? Saturday. That's a lot of beer. That's Sunday. a lot of beer, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of fucking beer. I I don't know. It's not enough beer. Ooh. But yeah, so there you go. Those that's our we're done with BJ's beer. Now we can get back to, you know, normal beer and exploring new things, new worlds. Oh, yeah. Damn, that was a that was a journey. <laughs> I can't believe we followed through with it the entire time. Oh, I'm I'm very tired of BJ's beers. But they I mean, come on, most of them were good. <coughs> you have to admit. They were mostly good. Especially the Harvest Tef. That was good. All right, we're done with our BJ's beer. We can move on to our songs of the week. And who wants to go first? Songs Jeff? of the week. Uh, why don't you go first? Since you're the why don't I go first? The worst or pick. Go first. The worst. Oh uh, no, it's not the worst or pick. The worst or pick. Honestly, honestly, both both picks are pretty good. So, but I went with a band called Royal. Royal oh, I have trouble saying this word. <laughs> Royal. Coda, it's the band's name, uh, and the song is uh, called "Becoming the Memory," and um, I don't know. I fa- found out about this band on this uh, Mars Volta Facebook group I'm in, and uh, and every Friday people like post like you know, uh, just music that like new music that you might not have heard of before, um, just to kind of like expand everybody's horizons. But everybody always posts like the same kind of music in the vein of Mars Volta, so it's kind of boring. But this band was pretty cool. They're like they're like this. I think like they're this fusion of Circus Survive and the Mars Volta. They're like where they met halfway and they made, they made music. That's what I feel it was or it is. But, uh, but yeah, here it is becoming the memory by Royal Coda. I can't fucking say it.
Wow, that's a good fade right there. <laughs> right? That's good. <laughs> I'm, I'm proud of myself right there. That was that was really good. But yeah, that's uh, that's Royal Coda and um Becoming the Memory. Did you like that song? It was pretty rad, right? So I, I really like the music to it. I think the music was, was really, really good. The vocals were What it, was wrong with they, them? They they kinda reminded me of like Revolution in a way. Just super what? like pop punk ish. And come to find out, the guy who sings in this band, the Royal Coda, used to be in, uh, or used to sing in the post-hardcore Gavin or Dance Gavin Dance band. Oh, what? I didn't know that. And so I, I, I don't know. I just have, I have a little bit of a problem with the vocals, but I think the music was absolutely phenomenal, and I would love to hear just the music track without the vocals on it. Yeah, that'd be cool too. It'd be a really cool instrumental band as well. But I. I thought the vocals were cool, but I didn't. I didn't do any research as to who was actually in the band. But you don't like Dance Gav- Dance Gavin Dance? No. Why is that? Uh, I think they're goofy. They've done a couple um, okay songs for like the Punk Goes or the whatever fucking the Pop Punk Goes Pop. Damn, Punk Goes Pop. <laughs> I can't even say it either. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> it's so, gonna be a um, long one. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I just don't like them that much. I, I think they're. They're just kind of goofy. Another one of the guys too in this band, I think, was in um, the band Fall of Troy. If I was reading correctly, if I remember, maybe okay. not. Fall of Troy are pretty cool. They're not bad. Yeah, they got a couple of really good songs that are on some <clears throat> playlists of mine. But overall, I know yeah. I don't I don't listen to them that much. That's yeah, but this band's cool. So yeah, no, this band was was delightful. It was fun. I had a good time. I listened to this song. But uh, did you listen to the whole album or just that song? No, just this song. No, it's was, a lot of the same. Wasn't yeah. that good? All right. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Um, and you know, you admitted that my pick was better than yours. Uh, so you went with uh, <laughs> what was it? The Alcoholics. Yeah. Right? The Alcoholics, and uh, and their song "Make Room." I don't know anything about this group, but this song was fucking awesome. All right. Let me. Uh, you want me to educate you a little bit? Yeah, educate me, and then we'll play the song. All right. So this was a uh, a party rap group. With kind of hardcore hip hop elements to them, they uh, they're not from L.A. They're from Ohio, but they were kind of born in L.A. They were actually formed by the gangster rap icon King T, who was uh, one of the earliest West Coast rappers from the L.A. scene from Compton, and he was actually kind of a little bit before like the whole N.W.A. thing, but never kind of got the commercial success that they did. Which is kind of funny because the Alcoholics also never got the commercial success that they should have because this entire album, the 21 and Over album, this comes from is phenomenal. Their lyrics are witty. They're funny. They're stupid. The delivery's great. It's just a really great debut album by an awesome artist. Yeah. How did you even find out about them? Uh, I think I was just listening to like a Wu-Tang um, playlist. Not playlist, like a radio. And this yeah. came up. And I was like, wow, this is really yeah. fucking cool. Yeah, it's really good. I, I I really enjoyed it. So here's the uh, the song "Make Room" by the Alcoholics. I knock them, knock them out the park when other rappers are hitting butts. I'm a target, not a fog. I step on runs and don't do stunts. I got so power, never took a cold shower, never had a girlfriend the color of cooking flour. You can call me sleazy, cause my rhymes are kinda greasy. So brothers wear curls, cause it ain't easy being peasy like a kung fu flick. I stick you in the dick with my toothpick, tell them Rick. Yeah, hit them harder than I'm I like hoes and clothes, but like I'm better in the 
sheets. I rock more beats than Jesse Owens ran track meets. Amazing feats, woo, they happen every day. When the road to the day, bring his ass out the play. I weigh 180, but I'm fat. I kick, I kick up dust when I bust like a cat. The alcohol, the crew, and what we're here to do is rock a show, knock a hole, and crack another brew. another good fade thanks to me <laughs> thanks to me <laughs> but that song's really cool that song's i love the beat and i love that that synth is it sampled from something do you know uh i i or, don't know yeah i like that i like that sound a lot that was good that was really good that whole album is actually really really cool and really good like i said it's a, it's kind of like a party rock like a party rap album but just like hardcore hip-hop and so solid yeah. stuff it really is that was good good stuff good great times. stuff morongo good times uh they're our new sponsor morongo so go check it out is that the, um, the slogan for morongo great times yeah wait is it is really it, yeah wait yeah for good times yeah. morongo oh. good times. not even great times just good times wait i think it is good to wait yeah it is good times what the fuck i think i think fuck now i don't know Shit! Now you got me second guessing myself. I'll fact check that while you. While you I think it's good times. Stretch. I think it's good times. I'm trying to replay oh, the, the, to the good life. No, that's not it. No, I'm I'm thinking of like the radio spot. Oh, like you're on right. KFI. It, is, it is good times. Good times. Okay, Morongo. Good times. <laughs> <laughs> that's so dumb. Oh, it's it's really dumb, and we're the new sponsor for them. So I, go to no, the casino. I hate Morongo. That's like the worst Why? of the Indian casinos. Is it? Yeah, because I'm not I'm not super familiar with Indian casinos like you are. So it's weird because I I I don't like gambling. I only like sitting at the bar and like putting in five or ten dollars and playing quarters and shit. But I go to a lot of casinos, and Morongo is one of the worst. First of all, they let eighteen year olds in there, so that's your that's your first problem. Yeah. And because it's out in like the middle of the desert, like the worst of the worst of the eighteen year olds go there, and it's just. It's just like a it's 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 like a daycare. Like these kids have no fucking idea what they're doing. The few times that I have sat down at the tables and played blackjack, we're talking people trying to bet out of turn, people aren't hitting when they should be standing, and it's just it's so irritating playing with people like that. It's frustrating, breaks your con- concentration and you end up losing money. And they think it's hilarious. And they say, Whoa, ooh, I brought three hundred and I said if I lose it then that's okay. I said, Well you shouldn't like want to lose three hundred. You should try to win. You're like trying to lose. Like, what are you doing? Just give it to me then, you fucking idiot. Hate the casino. Everybody's rude there. Clearly. Man, I've not spent enough time there to 
realize that. I think I've, I think I've only been there twice. I used to go there a lot with Joe and Ronald, and we used to bet. Oh, a didn't lot. Joe win like five thousand dollars or something? <clears throat> well, I, I would be. We'd all sit down at the table, and Ronald would be the one who bet like the least if he bet at all, and then Joe would be the one who'd be betting like hundred dollar hands, two hundred dollar hands. I'd be kind of in the middle doing like twenty, thirty dollar hands. And we always said this thing was whoever won the most money would, would buy dinner when we left. And like the one time that we all lost, but Ronald lost like a little bit, and Joe and I lost a bunch of money. He's like, well, I'm not buying dinner because whoever won the most money, like, you fucking cheap bitch. Like, just buy his <laughs> fucking dinner, asshole. Still never bought his dinner. Oh, Ronald. Yeah, Ronald was oh, awful. Go to go to Agua Caliente if you're looking for like a casino. It's a, it's like an hour past Morongo. Much better. Got the big All Vegas right, well, casino feel to it. We just lost our sponsorship sponsorship with Morongo. So thanks for that, Jeff. I didn't want Appreciate him anyway. That's the worst. <laughs> no, Hawaiian sorry, Hawaiian Gardens is the worst. That's over in I've never been to that one. Oh jeez. I've never been to that one. Don't. Do yourself a favor. Commerce, Hawaiian <laughs> Gardens. Ugh barf barf anyway let's get into some uh to some new music yeah um you ready for this yeah let's do that all right so new some new album releases uh desert sessions volume 11 and 12 came out a couple weeks ago i forgot to talk about it but yeah those came out if you don't know what the desert sessions are uh it's it's josh homie from queens of the stone age uh, he's been doing this for like 20 years and what he does is he has some friends or pretty much whoever wants to come out to his studio out in Joshua tree and just to hang out, you know, just have a good time, write music and record it. And that's what the desert sessions are. I mean, like Josh freeze was on a couple of them. Um, Jordy or Twiggy from uh, Marilyn Manson. I mean, just a shit ton of people who have been a part of this. Uh, so yeah, volume 11 and 12 came out. I know Billy Gibbons from ZZ tops on it. Uh, Les Claypool from Primus is there. Um, that's a lot of good stuff. I, I think it's it's fantastic. And it's such a cool idea, you know? Like, they just go out there to relax and have fun and just jam. It right? was good. I did listen to it, and it was it was really cool. Huh? Really? It, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I don't know what now the fuck it was. Queens of the Stone Age fan? If it sounds oh, you like didn't this, know what it was. then, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know what it was. I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. A lot this of their like music a... sounds like that. Well, the first track on this album was like a better Royal Coda. Like, the first band that you picked yeah and so i thought you were kind of going like along the same lines of that and that's where you got it from so i don't know and then i was like okay this is like a better thing that he just picked i will also <laughs> say though is i could do without the vocals here the vocals aren't bad here but if the vocals yeah. weren't there I, I wouldn't miss them josh homie's vocals if that's who the singer is and yeah you just you just don't like his voice then right i guess not uh. I don't know, man. I think you should listen to that one Queens uh, album I told you to listen to. Maybe we should just do that album. Fuck it, man. I don't know. Is it the, the songs for the deaf one? No, it's like Clockwork. Oh. It's the one that has Dave Grohl on drums, Joey Castillo on drums, and then uh, John Theodore from the Mars Volta is on one song. Is, is Songs for the Deaf like their popular album? Yeah, that's the most popular one. That, that one was the, the other one that Dave Grohl played on drum. the on the cover of it or something. It's like a red yeah. album cover. I've I've listened to the that one only cover. then. Yeah, no, Light Clockwork came out like in 2014, 2013 or fourteen. I don't remember what year. One of those two years. And yeah, no, it's it's oh my god, dude, it's a killer fucking album. It's so good. It's very laid back and just like really groovy. Yeah, that's good. Good stuff. Maybe okay. I'll maybe I'll uh we'll do that album someday. 
Yeah, maybe. But we'll see. Maybe. <laughs> but yeah, no, the Desert Sessions, it's a really cool idea, and I, I think that's awesome that, that he does that stuff. Um, so go check it out. It's good. All Well, they only have like four of the volumes up on Spotify, but go listen to those. They're good. Uh, Fallout Boy put out, I think it's an album, or it might be a comp. I don't know. I didn't bother looking, but it's called Believers Never Die, Volume 2. Uh, so yeah, go check it out if you're interested, I guess. Uh, via Vale, via Vale, they're a new band that features the, uh, the guitarist from at the drive-in and, uh, yeah, they put out a new song called service rendered. It's a cool kind of laid back rock track. I thought it was good. This right? is boring. Really? You thought so? Boring. You liked the other one a few weeks ago that I brought. Yeah. This one was, but... I, I was, this was boring. Just, it was, it was <laughs> like a. I don't even know. It was it was almost like a like a '90s, right at the end of like the grunge era, trying to sound like that type of music, and it was just super boring. Okay, fair enough. Can't can't please everyone, I guess. Can't please everyone. Can't stand you. <laughs> can't stand it. Uh, Ozzy Osbourne put out another new song. It's called uh. "Straight to Hell." I thought it was pretty good. Uh, Jeff hates it. I don't, he's such a fucking Aussie hater. I don't know why. But this song, I thought it was pretty rad. So I'm going to play uh, a bit of it. So here's uh, Straight to Hell. Another great fade by me, uh, man. I, th- I thought that was a fun song. It was cool. I, I don't know what, just, why, what you don't like about it because it's full of cheesiness. It opens up with that it stupid is. chorus, Absolutely. that stupid opera. <laughs> then the <laughs> <laughs> that's what makes it so much fun. Get out of here! Bro. It's like it's like typical Ozzy. It's so fun. I love it. And then that that really cool just like bass part. It's just like that one note, but it just it's so kind of weird and. I don't know why is it there, but I I loved it. I thought this, it was a cool. This song. was stupid. It was, it was dumb. I'm actually I'm actually kind of excited for the new Ozzy album. Ozzy's probably I've, been I've dead never for like been ten years, this. and this is just like 
It's like Weekend at Bernie's. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's that's this is that that's exactly what this is. This is fucking Weekend <laughs> at Bernie's music. <laughs> Stupid. Probably, but uh, moving on to something like a lot worse, actually. Uh, Kesha put out a new song called "My Own Dance." I just it's I don't like it. I don't like Did it. You like Kesha, it? and I hate Kesha. I know, I know, no, I like Fuck some of her songs, here. but I like some of her songs, but this one was just it was like a, a Taylor Swift ripoff. Oh, this wasn't like a bad song, but by no means was this a good song. It was okay to bad. Okay, well, debatable. Well, moving on to a really bad song, and I know it hurts Jeff to say it because it's one of his favorite bands, but A Day to Remember, they put out a new one called uh, Resentment. Resentment. And, um, yeah, it just it's so fucking bad. It's so, so, so bad. It started off like... Shockingly bad. It started off bad, and I thought, like, oh, man, you guys are doing this thing again? Because they released another song... Like way long, not way long, but like months and months ago. And so I thought that maybe they were going to change it up. And then right after that intro part, they did change it up. I was like, okay, cool. We're getting back to like the normal idea to remember that I like. And then it just like fucking went off the rails. Like the roller coaster just straight up crashed. And like I, it went <laughs> bad so fast. And it wasn't even just <laughs> it was bad. Awful. It was like, it was like pathetic. Yeah, it's it, it's to me it sounds like John I mean I don't know if John Feldman was involved but it it sounds like he had his grimy little fingers all over this song. His little like it, fingers. It, it's <laughs> <laughs> It sounds it sounds like something Feldy would do to a band. Oh. Like it's it's not good. It's so fucking bad. Oh, it's disgusting. Very disappointed. Yeah. Uh Marilyn Manson put out a cover of uh, The Doors song The End. Uh, I thought it was a really cool cover. I thought it was interesting. It was a cool take on the song, and it was cool to hear his voice singing that. And I, I thought it was good. I'm not gonna play it, but yeah, I think you agree, right? Uh, I agree. I like um, like the end by the Doors is not like one of my favorite Doors songs, and so yeah. uh, this was like for me, this was uh, yeah, this was kind of up there. Woo. This was like when. Nine Inch Nails covered that Johnny Cash song. Like this is like the same thing. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like they, you know, just a little bit. I, I I almost I almost wasn't paying attention and wouldn't have caught that. But then I was like, wait, something sounded really wrong about that statement. But I hope uh, our Nine Inch Nails listeners get really mad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, a shitty band put out a, a shitty song, and that's a U2. Uh, I guess they teamed up with somebody named A.R. Raman. Uh, I, I don't know who that... Do you know who that is? Nope. Nah, I don't either. But yeah, they put out a new song called Ahimsa. I think that's how you pronounce it. I don't fucking know. Uh, and it sucks, man. It's just... It, it, U2 sucks, and I, I don't I don't know why we're talking about them right now. I, I, I will say it doesn't sound like the U2 that I normally hate. It sounds like a different type of U2 that I now hate, but... It didn't yeah. sound like a normal U2 that I hate. Do you remember how disappointed we were when we did the uh, the Joshua Tree album? That like could we be thought, like okay, the most disappointing album we've ever done. That might, yeah, I think it might be. Because we had such high high hopes thinking, you know, what, what? people love this something. fucking album. But no, that album fucking sucks, man. Joshua Tree sucks. That's not a good album. That's like one of those and albums like in, in like a movie you watch where... If you don't say you like Joshua Tree, then people know like like you're a, you're an alien or something. 
So everybody just like says, "Oh yeah, I love I love Josh Street. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love it. Love it. Great. Amazing. Yeah, yeah." Just to save face. Exactly. Uh, so let the hate the hate mail roll in, because I don't give a fuck. That's let that almost flow through you. Um, yeah. The Who, uh, they're really fucking old, and it really shows on this new song called "I Don't Want to Get Wise." Uh, it's not a good song, and Roger Daltrey sounds like he's fucking hundred years old. Like you could tell he's he's aged and he's talking through his dentures or singing through his dentures. Like it's it's not a good song. It's like listening to new Paul McCartney. It's just it's just not good. But yeah. Uh, God. Disappointing. I mean the Who were so good. And it's where we've never done a Who album, but it sounds like they're trying day. to they're trying to recreate that sound they had from like the Tommy yeah. era. But again, it's just there's there's no there's no feeling there. There's no there's no excitement. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, so, the band twist, twisted, twist, twisted. The band, the bootleg the, the ICP. <laughs> uh, they got together with the singer for Mindless Self Indulgence, uh, Jimmy Little Jimmy Urine, and they put out a cover of Duran Duran's "Hungry Like the Wolf." And you know, oh, I, I'm a big Mindless Self Indulgence fan, and this sucked. I mean, oh, I, I expected more from from Little Jimmy Urine. But uh, yeah, no, it wasn't very good. I I didn't like it. it I mean, it's a good awful. song. I mean, the the original song is good, but this is just not a good cover. No, it was awful, bad. Yeah, and Twisted is just like a bootleg ICP. They're on the, yeah, they're I, shit. I think they're still on the same record label that ICP owns, but they're a bootleg ICP, and they look dumb. Yeah, they're they're awful. Well, ICP, so ICP looks though. dumb, but Twisted's even more dumb. More dumb. They're dumb. They're <laughs> stupid. They're dumb. Uh, <laughs> And the last thing here, uh, Jasta. Uh, if you're unaware who that is, uh, Jamie Jasta is the singer from Hatebreed. And uh, he has a solo project called Jasta because uh, he's not a narcissist or anything. But uh, he put out a new song called Spilled Blood Never Die or Never Dries. And uh, man, this song, this song sucks. And I went back and listened to Hatebreed, like a couple of Hatebreed songs. And I'm like, wow, they, they're not very good. Like, it's just like, it's just not good. Did you ever, you were never into hate breed, right? Uh, I think like we've done this multiple times throughout our podcast tenures. We've tried to go back into hate breed because Jasta does have that podcast where he yeah. has surprisingly great guests and he's a pretty good host for as, as podcasts are concerned. And so we've tried to go back to listen to hate breed. I think every time we have the same reaction, it's just like, this is it. <laughs> it's just, yeah, like, it's this not is good. What so like? generic and boring. But maybe that's why people like it because people, a lot of people don't have any personality. Oh, and they hear heavy music. I don't know. This song was I don't super know, but boring I, though. It didn't go anywhere. Nothing really happened. It was just like sludgy guitar, and the guitarist yeah. I think is on a, in another band with Jasta. It's called something else. I don't know what the fuck it's called, but it was just like the constant sludging of the guitar, and it was. It seemed like everything was toned down except for his vocals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and his vocals, yeah, they were super high in the mix, and they just didn't sound good. Like, it just sounded bad. So, there you go. New Jasta. Get into it, I guess, if you're into Hatebreed. Um, now, we can move on to some new s- things happening in the music world. Uh, first, I uh, of course, I follow John Feldman's Instagram, because I have to know everything he's doing so I can talk shit on him. Uh, <laughs> he posted on his story a few days ago that the used are back in the studio with him. They've rejoined feldy and this 
might be a good thing because they work the best with John Feldman. They've done two records without Feldman. The first one they did without him was fucking god awful. And then the second one they did without him was with my favorite producer, Ross Robinson. And it just was whatever. It was okay. But for some reason, when they work with Feldy, it's just they make generally better music with him. So I'm kind of excited for it. I hate to say it because Feldy's my enemy. But, <laughs> you know, there you go. The use back in the studio with him, making new music. Uh, Sid from Slipknot, the DJ, he's releasing his second solo record on December 13th. Uh, it's called something, I don't even know what it is because it's just a bunch of like symbols, uh, volume two. It says Sexcapades of the Hopeless Robotic, volume two. I guess that's what it translates to, but I never listened to volume one. I don't think Jeff did either. No, but, I, no. I mean, I, I think, I'm assuming it's like electronic music, but I don't know if it's any good, so... If you're excited, then then you're excited. That's cool. Um, apparently, I guess this is kind of old, like a week old or two weeks old. But Drake got booed off stage. Uh, what what concert was it? What festival? It was like the Travis Scott Festival or something. Travis Scott? No, I think it was a festival no, put on by Tyler else. the Creator. Oh, maybe that's what I was thinking of. But yeah, he he got booed off the stage, and it was pretty great. Nobody wanted him there because he sucks. Which is so crazy because even like Tyler Creator got mad on Instagram and was upset with people. And he's like, I try to treat you guys with like the biggest star on earth. And people just wanted Frank Ocean, who I've listened to some of his music and it's pretty cool. I dig it. But Drake is like awful. And I, it still blows my mind that he's in like the top three listeners, listens on Spotify. I just don't understand it. Yeah, I don't get it either. Don't get it. But I'm glad he got booed off. No. I know. It it makes me happy. But and it's like why get mad about it? It's clearly what people did not want. And so if I mean it's like people are paying to watch something and if they don't want to watch it, why would they why? Why do that? It, it's stupid, you know? So don't get mad that people didn't want to see him because they paid money. They paid you money. So I I don't understand either. Especially the guy Tyler the Creator, like he has ties to to like Frank Ocean and and other people, and so I don't like everybody thought that Frank Ocean was going to be the surprise guest because like they're they've done things together, and so I don't understand why he thought bringing Drake in would I don't know, make people happy. Yeah, it's just it's stupid. I don't know, but uh, actually, I did not see this in the notes until right now. But Coldplay, they're not touring until it's environmentally beneficial. Uh, you probably know more about this than I do because I honestly, yeah, like I said, I didn't see this till right now. So what what is this all about? It it is what it says it is. They're they just released an album I think like two days ago, and they're not going to tour until they can either make it better for the environment or at least cancel it out. Meaning, I I assume there wasn't a whole lot of info on it, but I assume you know, like the waste that happens or like the garbage yeah. they produce or anything like that. And so I think, I mean, so, on the one hand, I think it's like, it's kind of weird. It's silly because how could you possibly make a big, huge concert environmentally beneficial? I just don't see a possibility. Yeah. But on the other hand, like that's really cool. Like they release an album. They're not even supporting their own album. They're just like, no, nah, we're fucking, we're not even going to tour. Until it's better for the yeah. environment. 
Take a stance, but baby. My, but my only thing with this is that they're boycotting they're boycotting this, but they're not coming up with any solutions. And what makes it even weirder is that them boycotting this is affecting them personally, and yet they're still not coming up with any sort of solution. It's just it's just to me this is just like marketing and shitty marketing. This is like really bad virtue signaling. Like really bad and embarrassing. But they're losing so a just, ton of money from the tours. Exactly. So that's well, good. Uh, I mean, that's like the first step to good change is to stop doing the bad stuff. And now they have yeah, stopped but then what's doing the, solution? the bad stuff. Well, I mean, but then what's the like, solution? There's no solution. Like four days old. Give them time. If in six months from now they haven't come up with anything, then yeah, we can we can. But we can okay, so shit. they probably have been talking about this this whole marketing strategy for like the last six months with nothing you know it's not like something that they said oh you know we're gonna we're putting our record out in a week and we just decided that we're not going to tour on it no this 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 has been happening for months and months if not a year before and because when you make with it with a band this big and you make an album you have to start preparing for the production of the tour and for a band this big that's a big production that's multi-million dollar production right there so it it's it's I don't like it at all. It makes me like the band even less. Actually, you're you're crazy. There is literal no. money that they are leaving on the. You never leave money on the table. You always take it. They are but they're leaving not, money on fine, the table. But that's fine. But they're not coming up with a the solution. They're just doing this, just to just to virtue signal. That's up, all this they is. Are coming this up is with only virtue signaling. No, they're not. Their solution is they're not because it's not to sustainable play. for their careers. It's not sustainable for their their livelihoods. <laughs> their that their they solution live. is they're not going to play. How is that not a solution? Because they're not going to tour until it's environmentally beneficial, and so that implies that it's going to get better. Never tour. How is that not beneficial? Exactly. How is that? How is exactly. That not it's good it's thing? it's it's completely it's completely idiotic, and it's what? really it's, annoying virtue signaling. What? It's it's it. it, it oh, that's like, just bit my fucking cheek. That's oh, like saying so that's like me saying, "Hey, until animals get treated better, I'm not going to eat meat." And then you say, "You're stupid. Though. You're just virtue signaling." Is that, what, is that what you're saying oh, here? Fuck. That's what they're doing. Until it benefits the environment, they're not going to tour. That is the first step to a good change. And you're getting mad at them for it. And I don't understand why. It doesn't fucking matter. I think it's just because you hate, I think you hate Coldplay. I, I don't like Coldplay, no. Dude, The I, Scientist, I that song is so good. Eh, it's okay. Eh, oh. Eh. Yeah. Well, a really shitty band. Uh, did a really stupid thing, and they traveled down to Australia to play in front of great white sharks. Uh, it's, it was wildly embarrassing to watch. Um, they literally played on a boat without their lead singer because Paul Stanley was stick was sick, so he he didn't show up. So it was just the three of them on a on a yacht, uh, hoping that their music would attract sharks because there's some crazy fucking scientist out there that says you know sharks are affected more by sound than chum and like food uh so they decided to do that and no shark showed up and about seven other boats showed up to watch so it was really bad and it was it was weird to watch so i had to like read this thing like four times to understand what was kind of going on i still don't quite understand because also there was like eight fans that got to watch this underwater what? like eight fans were put in a cage and 
thrown underwater as like a shark tank thing. Like, what do you, is that what you call it? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> when you go into like the, the great white area and they put you in that cage and go under, you, like you go underwater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like they were, I think the whole purpose was there's supposed to be a fuck ton of sharks there. Eight fans who were lucky enough to get tickets to this were going to be thrown in the shark tank, go underwater, listen to kiss music through the water and watch great white sharks. It's such a bad idea. Like what? This has got to be what like, the fuck were like they thinking? from the onion or so. This has got to be a joke. But there's multiple sites that reported this. Oh, there's video of it. I, I it's don't, all true. And dude, then the kiss—they look bad. They look like fat old guys. Well, they are. They're like in their sixties. Like, like, what are you doing? Why are you still doing this? What are you doing out yeah. here on a boat? I, I know, I know, I know. It's bad. It's really bad. Uh, another really bad thing, uh, Travis Barker. He's a fucking boring, boring, boring guy. Uh, he did an interview this week, and apparently he's never played rock, paper, scissors. That was, I, I know it's not really news, but this mind. is just something This is just something that needs to be talked about, and why is this man so popular? I don't, I don't... He's a good drummer, but, you know, he's probably the most dull, boring person to ever speak. He's... He, uh, how can you not play rock, paper, scissors? He should be like reporter for child abuse because his kid is going to grow up to be just like him. <laughs> he has two kids, right? Doesn't he have a boy too? Yeah, yeah. yeah and then a stepkid. So that he went on this interview with the girl who played... Fuck, what was the video where they did the opposite of What's My Age Again? Or was the girl's naked? Oh, uh, she's out of her mind? Yeah. So the girl yeah. who played either Tom or Mark was the the host for this interview. Okay. And so they went on this like interview, but it was like a play date type of thing. And they played Jenga and Travis has never played Jenga. Of course, <sighs> because he's too cool for that, I guess. <laughs> and he was the whole time. He's just super boring. It's like not fun to talk to you. One word responses. And I get it. Like if you're shy, if you're whatever, that's, that's one thing, but he had his daughter there. And so I think he feel like, I feel like he would have opened up a little bit more than he did. And then he came up with this with this excuse or this bullshit answer that he's never played rock paper scissors, and that just that really irritated. That made me so mad. Like how out of your how out of the way do you have to be to not play that? Like if somebody when you were a kid somebody said, "Oh, let's rock paper scissors for that," you would say no. Like like how fucking dumb are you? Like it's just, it's so stupid. It and we're even- talking about it. It wasn't it's even dumb. that he's never played it. He didn't know how to play it. And so that means that whenever he saw somebody play rock, paper, scissors, he either turned away or avoided it, or he's just completely full of shit. And I think he's completely <laughs> full of shit. I think he's a fucking liar. And I think he puts on this image that he thinks that he's a badass, but it just makes him look like a dumbass. <laughs> Travis Barker is a dumbass. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, Jeff is is a huge fan of the Fire Festival that hap- that didn't happen a couple years oh, yeah, ago. Yeah, I love it. Love reading um, about this stuff. Watch both so documentaries. He, he's, love it. Yeah, he's. I don't know why he's so obsessed with this, but he is. But Jaw Rule was dismissed from the Fire Fest uh, lawsuit. I don't know if this makes Jeff happy or not. So I'll let you. I'll let you. You vent or talk about this. I think Jaw Rule had minimal participation in it, other than marketing, and so the guy Billy. It's funny too in Brooklyn Nine Nine. The uh, I, I finished the whole season or the whole series. I'm all caught up, 
when Brooklyn Nine Nine, they mentioned or somebody's in there who is friends with Billy, and and you'll get to it later. So it's kind of funny, but um, I I think the Fire Festival is just like a. It's such like like a great example of how shitty people are online and how we are so fucking duped by online presence. You see something online and, and you think it's real and it grows and grows and grows into an entire festival and then everybody gets fucked. And I hate to like yeah. say ha ha at the people who did it or who went there because it's still like their time and money and that's not fun for anybody. But what were you thinking? Like, what are you yeah, doing out there? True. And so they're coming down a hot. I mean, that, that guy's already in jail. Like, he's already in prison. And so Ja Rule was kind of like the second in command here. But I think he was only for the marketing aspect of it. And so that dude's probably been sweating bullets for the past like year and a half. But he finally got dismissed. And I think that's, you know, that's cool. If he had nothing to do with it, yeah. that's cool. That's cool. But I also call that bullshit too because you know he knew what was going on. Oh, he, There's he just had no to. fucking way. But he just turned the other way. For the same reason why I don't eat at Subway. Because somebody in the higher ups of Subway knew that Jared was diddling kids. That's why <laughs> oh I don't fucking God. eat at Subway. Don't eat at Subway. Don't eat at Subway. Fuck Subway. Fuck They're Subway. Not, they don't sponsor us. Um, Kevin Devine. Devine. Is it Devine Devine? What do, you, what, what do you think? I've always said Devine. I say Devine. Uh, okay. he who is who is he by the way who who is he? He's just an artist that Mike and I or a friend of the pod Mike and I like have liked for a long time and um he just makes kind of like folky almost country type music sometimes mostly like a softer okay. acoustic. Okay, okay. Well, he is covering the entire Nevermind album by Nirvana. Uh, apparently, it came out on the twenty second, so it's already out. Um, I haven't listened to it, but I'm sure it might be cool. Who knows? I have not listened to it. I have not listened to it either, sense. but I will be listening to it probably today. Okay. And we'll get back to you guys on that because, you know, I know that you everybody wants to hear our opinions on everything because yes. we only speak speak the truth. Correct. We're all we're all about facts. Yes. Uh Gwen Stefani, the singer from from No Doubt if you didn't know. Uh she is re releasing her debut solo album. I forgot. What is it called again? E pray love. It's, yeah, it's I don't know what the fuck it is. Some stupid shit like that. Um, but also, apparently, there are a couple people out there that are saying she culturally appropriated the Harajuku culture. And um, honestly, I don't give a shit. Like, if she did, it's already there. Why rake her over the coals now when you didn't do it fifteen fucking years ago? You know. And it's um, just. But yeah, so she she defends it, and it's just like. There's no way there's that much outrage about it, but it's Twitter, and like if five people are outraged, then everyone's outraged. I, I don't even think she like, I don't know. I, it was just that one video of the um, the Harajuku girls where she had backup dancers, mm-hmm. and so I. But she like she was very into that culture. So I mean, like, can, can you was, not yeah. can you not even be into a culture now without being with without being labeled as a them? cultural appropriate? Fuck, dude! I can't even say anything right now. <laughs> this is and then, stupid. That's, that that was kind of her, her rebuttal too. She's like, I have 
massive respect for that culture and i just wanted people to know about it i wanted to spread the word on how great it was like she wasn't being disrespectful at all if anything she was trying to let it be known that how great it was you know it's just it does it, the whole claim is absolutely ridiculous so let's move on ozzy osbourne some cool tours some cool shows coming up uh ozzy osbourne is bringing Marilyn manson along to tour the united states uh may through july of next year so if you're interested in that go check it out it, it'll probably be a pretty cool show um slipknot they're starting the very first their very first not fest at sea uh this is going to be in august of next year out of uh, barcelona spain and apparently code and cambria are doing also doing their cruise so that's kind of cool cody's been um, doing it for a couple of years but Co or um the slipknot i looked into the pricing and it's like you can do it for like 1100 bucks and it's like five nights. That's not a bad deal. It's not really, no. Not a terrible Just, deal. No. And but then you have to fly to, to Spain and so that's kind of pricey too. But true. But they're playing whatever. minimum two shows. Yeah, it's it's still I think it's a cool deal. It's a good deal. And it's a cool idea. So get into that. Uh Motley Crew, they're back. They've returned to the land of the living and they are touring with Def Leopard and Poison next year. Uh, and some of you might be saying, oh, I thought Motley Crue said that their last tour was their, was was it. They're never going to play a show again. They're never going to make music. All the band members had said, you know, it. I, I wouldn't do it for $100 million. But it seems enough money was paid to them and they are getting back together. So never believe when a band says that it's their final tour because bands always lie always lie because money's involved so yeah but if you're interested in seeing some 80s hair metal um go check it out so 80s hair going. metal from men in their 80s <laughs> <laughs> exactly because i ain't going they look terrible. um yeah they really do uh gorillas the group gorillas they're putting out a movie i don't really know too much about this so i'll, I'll let jeff go on about it it's just, I mean, it's just a movie they're putting out about one of their albums, and that's. I mean, that's pretty much it. It's actually going to be in theaters, though. Yeah, for one okay. one night only. And if it's in the theater by my house, I might go and see it because it sounds kind of cool. All right, well, that's cool. So go check it out when it comes out. Do you know when it comes out? Because December sixteenth. December sixteenth, just around the corner, just a few more weeks. Just around and the, the river bend. And the last, fuck, Pocahontas sucks. Uh, the last bit we have here is Punk Rock Bowling. They announced their lineup, but unfortunately, I don't know what it is because the website that it's on is down. So I can't, I can't find out who's on it. Okay. But, well, um, some of the, the like the bigger names, I think Bad Religion. Um, fuck, I can't even remember now. Just Bad Religion is all I remember. <laughs> I think Circle Jerks were on there too, but yeah, Circle Jerks. Yeah. Anyway, Punk Rock Rolling it it happens annually. I think it's in Vegas every year. Uh, it's yeah, it's usually chock full of uh, good punk bands. Go check it out. I'm sure it'll be fun, fun, fun. I got you right here. I got um, you right here. You got me. Not gonna read the bands that I would see if I went to the Punk Rock Bowlings. <laughs> okay. So you're right. Circle Jerks will be there. The Boss Tones, Streetlight Manifesto, which we actually mentioned in our private text earlier this week when i remember i told you to listen to that oh we did yeah ep street yeah. manifesto slash catch 22 band um propagandi 
they're a cool band that I've recently discovered in the past. Actually, just from this podcast, the Bronx are going to play there. Ooh, so uh, let's see here. Bad cop, bad cop, and other than that, I think that's about it. Okay, I got it too. Uh, let's see if there are any other ones that I I want. Stiff little fingers, they're pretty good. They're playing anti flag, Jeff's favorite. Dude, uh, stop talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> good riddance, the agrolytes. So I mean, some ska there for you. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Clowns, clowns are really fucking good. They're the really good Australian hardcore punk band. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Jeff mentioned everything else. So there you go, punk rock bowling. It is happening. Uh, so there you go. I guess that's about it, right? That's about it. I, that's all I got for the yeah. news. That was a all mouthful. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was a lot. That, we we did a lot here. So thank you all for listening to this episode of Asinine Radio. Uh, stay tuned because we are also doing the Regina Spectre album, Begin to Hope. So that's coming Ooh. up. So listen to that on the other episode if you're interested. But I think you're all interested if you've listened this far. Uh, thank you all for listening to Asinine Radio. Go rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes. Follow us on social media at Asinine Radio or send us an email, Asinine Radio at gmail.com. Thank you again for listening. And bye. 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 Solid, solid ending right there with the bye. <laughs> That's got to. <laughs>